Hey, this is John Legadakis of johnlegadakis.com and I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. This podcast is a live recording of an interview I do each week with other internet marketers, personal development and business leaders where we talk about how we can better promote our products and services online, get more traffic and make more sales. I hope you get a lot out of today's recording. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you here. Thank you for joining me again. Today I have a a special guest with me. I have Marty McDonald. Welcome Marty and thank you for joining us on the podcast. Ah, John, it's great to be here. I'm really happy to uh, speak with you and thank you for having me as a guest. Uh, Let me tell you a bit about Marty. Marty is the go-to guy for what works in social media marketing. He's the co-founder and CEO at Bad Rhino Inc., and has used social media strategies to actively recruit and build online marketing businesses for over 12 years. He knows how to harness the power of social media and has consulted with small businesses and startups to help them use that power to get off the ground. Bad Rhino clients also include Fortune 500 companies, major league baseball players, craft beer, golf, and more. So that's that's very impressive, Marty. And so we really appreciate you being with us to share with us what you know about social media marketing because it is such a hot topic and, and it's just so powerful and it's continuing to grow and grow. So it's something that it's so important for businesses. But before we go into that, just to help us understand a little bit about you and how you work and why you do what you do, tell us, Marty, a bit about yourself, like growing up, where you're from maybe, or what you were like as a kid and how you became the person you are today. Sounds like a good start. I grew up in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, here in the United States, was born in Philadelphia, raised just outside of Philadelphia. I have a, um, I'm the oldest of three kids. I have a brother and a sister. And, you know, for kind of typical middle-class America, you know, background. Both parents were working. I was lucky enough my mom was able to stay home with us kids for the most part. And my dad was an accountant and uh, he worked uh, on his own business. And I think a lot of those instances with my father as well as other relatives shaped my entrepreneurial, you know, whatever you want to call it, my gene, my, my ideas and things like that because in my family, many people are self-employed or they own their own business. Mm. And that really struck out at me. My dad was always, um, you know, I mean, he worked really hard, but he was always home at a reasonable hour for the most part outside of tax season. And that was always nice. We always had a parent home when, um, you know, when we came home as kids. And I think that was a big thing. I mean, as we got older, they they were doing their own things and <laughs> we were able to take care of ourselves. But when we were young, we always had a parent around, even in the summer. And that really stuck with me. And uh, being able to do certain things, not being tied down to a job, it doesn't mean that you weren't uh, having responsibilities, but you also were able to make your own schedule. And my uncles, my aunts, And even my grandfather always had different ideas floating around that they were talking about. And some of them they even implemented and and worked. But that gave me a good background. But as a kid, I was, you know, a normal kid. Um, Everybody looks back on it growing up. 
I always just had dreams of owning multiple businesses. I think the first right. time I first time I thought about it when I was about 12 and you kind of, uh, you know, you arrange your, your cars or whatever you're playing with and you kind of start thinking about it even as a young kid. And, you know, as I got a little bit older and I started with my first job, I was like, I don't want to just work. You know, I want to own it. How do I own it? And like I said, when I was 12, I started working and those were where my ideas started to come out, come about. And, um, I didn't act on them till later, but that was really the earliest instances there. Outside of that, you know, I played sports. I played soccer, as you call it here in the U.S. I was interested in a lot of other sports. Went to college and uh, got out of school and got my first job. So that's just kind of a, a thumbnail version of my childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's quite young. That's something that stuck out to me anyway, 12 years old, starting your first job. So, so you're obviously yeah. an industrious person. Yeah, it was learning about the value of money. And so when you went, you went to school, did you ever want to be a, an accountant like your father? Or did you ever try that yourself? No, no, <laughs> no. Actually, you don't want me doing your books. You don't want me looking at your accounting. Um, I do it as part of Bad Rhino. Actually, I oversee it now. But when we first started, I, I did it. And in my other businesses, I did it when we started. I do actually like it because it is the true you know, the scorecard of your business. Mm. But at the same time, I would rather do, I think, about anything else other than accounting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what was your first business there, Barney? So the first one was back in 2002, we'll call it. It was right around there. I was in a startup to begin with, and it was my second or third job out of college. I really liked the startup environment. So what I did on the side was... I started playing around with, um, at the time, Google AdWords. I don't know what it was called then. I think it was AdWords or AdSense uh, way back when. And I started playing around with that, and I started looking at certain things, started doing certain things, and learning and learning, and it just kind of built up. And next thing you know, I'm consulting on the side with small businesses, accountants, lawyers. What they needed to have set up was basic email, just the mm-hmm. first autoresponders that were out there in its simplest forms getting those things set up, basic websites. So I became like a coach slash consultant. I wasn't the best technically, but I could come up with a strategy. And I had one client who then referred me to the next, who then referred me to the next. And it was a nice little side business. Mm-hmm. Um, in yeah. addition to that, I was doing career coaching because I was a former headhunter. Uh, that was my first career. In the startup that I was working in, it was a startup uh, staffing agency. So people came to me for career advice, and I built a business around that as well. So I had marketing and a coaching business going along the side, and that was really the first quote-unquote real businesses that I had. They started out as hobbies. Yeah, great. And so how did they go? Did they end up developing where one took over the other or something else came along? Yeah, so those two basically morphed into Bad Rhino eventually, but it took about six years, really. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, I started them in 2002. They started making what I would consider real money around 2004. And then um, six years later is when Bad Rhino was born. But I had that on the side that was pretty significant. It was nice. You know, at first it started off with like a car payment and... You know, it then helped out with mortgage and then it helped out with all your bills. And then it became something where it was serious enough that I had to, you know, you know, take certain 
precautions and changes in how I was doing business. So I pay, you know, the best tax rates and things like that. And it was a real business. And, you know, I Mm -hmm. created a company around it. It it always try and change shape and form in those early stages. I think that's true in every business, but Mm. that's how I got started. Yeah. So it sounds like it's a bad rhino is a business that just naturally grew out of demand for your services, word of mouth, referrals. Yep. It still naturally grows. That's a great way to put it, actually, John. Um, Naturally growing. When I look at, I just had to do this for one of my coaches. And he said, put down all your clients and where you got them and how long you've had them. And 90% of them are from referrals. And I think it's a testament to me. And, you know, we're talking about me on this. And I have a partner here who's just as equally responsible, if not more, for our success. But at the same time, when you look back on it, it's really that referral and the natural growth of things and the natural order of things. It's a great way to put it, John. No one's ever said that. I like that. Okay, great. Uh, and <laughs> and so, and where did your name come from, Bad Rhino? That's unusual name. It is, and the reason we kept it is because everybody asks that question. <laughs> so, I think it works out really well. Um, and I'll tell you the story behind it, and I always preface this story by saying that many people have said, oh, you need to come up with like a fancy story about you're on safari or whatever. (laughs) I tell you that in the front end because here's how it came about. Rich and I, my partner Rich, were working at a different company and I had hired him. I've known Rich for at that time about uh, six, seven years. Him and I were talking about certain things um, about a week before and he finally came into my office and he said, look, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm thinking about starting a company. And I'm like, what? What I meant was like, well, what do you want to do? How do you want to do it? And he's like, well, here's what we're going to do. Not we, but here's what I want to do. I want to start a social media agency. And at the time, this is 2010, mind you, at the towards the second half of 2010, social media was, it was there, but it really wasn't a marketing force. You know, it was in the very right. early stages. Look, you could do things organically. Yes, you could communicate, but there was no true strategy to it. There were little bits and pieces laying around, but there was nothing that really kind of scooped it all up and said, this is what a business should do. And then what was really interesting was on my desk for the corporate company that we were working for, I had a, a request basically to develop a social media plan for recruitment. And what makes me laugh about it is he's talking about it. I'm looking at this and I'm like, wow, you might have something here. And Rich is very, very thorough. So I'm thinking, all right, here's what I'll do. I'll see if he's serious. Rich, go find or go figure out a name. If you come up with a cool name, I'll help you out. So I'm thinking Rich being the thorough guy that he is going to take about two weeks to do this. (laughs) He comes back in my office in 45 minutes erases my whiteboard he writes 12 names down on the whiteboard and two of them bad rhino and moosehorn are the only two i can remember we obviously went with bad rhino and we've been going with it ever since and that's simply how the name came up and then uh, we were off the races from there yeah awesome i got a question about social media marketing and especially considering like you said you started back in 2010 why did you pick social media marketing back in 2010 was it because you you knew that it was just going to grow and grow and be the powerhouse that it is today or was it because of demand was it because your clients like 
the one you already mentioned, you had a client saying, hey, show us how to recruit through social media. Was it because mm-hmm. you, you saw that you had more and more requests to do work using social media? Yeah, no. So I like, love to say that I was a genius and <laughs> like, oh, yes, I saw everything in front of me. Mm. No, you know what it was, was um, in, I lived through Y2K, like year 2000. Everything was changing and you had to do this or the world was going to end. <laughs> like just updating your computers and updating electronics and all this craziness. And part of it was probably true and part of it was more of, um, I don't know what you want to call it, but it was a lot of hype as well. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at the trends and remembering the trends there, living through it, and looking at some of the trends just in technology. The iPhone and smartphones were really taking a hold of everything. Social media seemed to be, at the time, just growing faster than any other type of communication. And marketing boils down to communication. And being a student of marketing now for 13 plus years, I know the better you can communicate with your customers and clients, the better your business should be, as long as you have a good product and service. Looking at those things, I really thought, you know, this is something that really could be something. I just don't know what. And working in internet marketing for so long, I knew a lot of internet marketers and a lot of successful marketers were starting to incorporate social media into it. And I knew it wasn't going to be ready right when we launched. I just knew it. I just knew clients were going to be like, what? Or potential clients. And it was. We knocked on a lot of doors to explain what we were doing. And we got a lot of people that looked at us pretty funny. Mm. And that was our first. We were lucky enough and skilled enough to get a handful of clients right out of the gate. And we kept them. And it did take a little while for everyone to continue to be skeptical of what we were doing. And then all of a sudden, it just the pendulum just, you know, it just moved the other direction. And that was Mm. right around right around the beginning of 2013. But then it really started moving where we had more people contacting us in 2014. And it's been like that ever since Mm. where people realize it. So the part of it was knowing or feeling or looking at trends in technology for me going, okay, what's going to replace TV? And I really thought it's going to be somebody holding an iPad, an iPhone. Actually, the iPad was barely invented when, when, uh, when we started, how fast things move. But um, yeah. just looking at those trends, John, really were it. I mean, it wasn't you know, anything fancy or thinking about it from a business perspective, just saying, all right, this is probably worth a shot here. That's, that's really impressive. And you're right, it only takes one or two big companies to start using social media for everyone to take notice and then everyone wants to start using it Mm -hmm. and then that's most probably what happened back in uh, 2013 or 2014 when it was kicking off what do you find marty is the difference when when you're using social media to to do your marketing versus traditional marketing is there any difference and if there is what are those differences great question so we approach it a little bit differently and I get this question in different forms all the time. And the one thing when I sit down with a potential new client or you know somebody that signs on, we say to them, what's working for you now? Like what is working for you? Well, I'll give you two examples and they're both tra- what you would call traditional. One recent client is a plastic surgeon. He runs an ad 
in a very prestigious local magazine, you know, and it hits his demographic, it hits everything. And he said, 90% of my cold business comes from this ad. When he's talking about it, it's like, okay, it's still working for you. Another one has direct mail campaign uh, as a dentist, direct mail campaign. He said similar numbers. I think it was around 85% of my new clients come from direct mail. And I'll tell them, okay, we don't want to stop that. Because many of them are mm-hmm. looking for a different way. They want to have a different avenue to come into doing their marketing. And they think internet is just the end-all, be-all. But important to focus on what's working in your business. Doesn't matter if you're running a TV ad that's still working, then do it. So we want to utilize what they're utilizing traditionally and then amplify that via social media. So those are just two examples of people using existing campaigns that are working, let's translate those campaigns into social media first and foremost, because we already know they work. They may not work 100% the same way on social media, but we should keep the elements because people are seeing the ad, people are getting the direct mail, and they're taking action. So let's keep some of the things that work for the business. But overall, the biggest difference is the two-way conversation, John. If I run a newspaper ad back in the day, I don't know what the response is, you know, I don't know yeah. what people think of it as much. You know, if you're getting sales and that's easy to say, okay, it worked. But if you're not, how do you test that data? So the biggest difference to me is the two-way conversation that you can get an immediate almost response back so you can then tweak the marketing almost in real time. You have to be cautious that you're not looking at it hourly or minutes or daily. <laughs> you have to take it in, you know, good chunks of time and data just to make sure that you're on the right track. But once you get that cooking, you can really communicate your with your current clients and audience effectively and then you can really grow that audience and attract more people that will know about your service and potentially be clients. So just kind of like a different view, but I like to explain it that way because I think it makes the most sense. Mm. So when, you, when you're talking about two-way communication, are you meaning like when you put an ad on Facebook and people can comment or like it and that or share it, so you sort of see what kind of reaction people are, how much of a response you're getting and the actual comments? And Is that what you're talking about, the two-way communication, or do you mean something else? Sure. That's part of it. Absolutely. I'll take it a step further. <clears throat> what I like about it is when you put an ad out there and say, let's we'll keep it simple. You say you're selling a t-shirt. You have a t-shirt that's priced at $30. Okay. And you see people interacting and they're sharing it and they're liking it and they're commenting on there and you're like, wow, this must be doing pretty good. Then you look at your sales and you're like, huh, not so much. And then somebody puts a comment in there, I would love this, but I'm not paying $35 for it. Mm. And then it's like, okay, all right, so now they're telling, they're giving us some feedback here. Well, so let's tweak it up. You run the same ad, same everything, and you lower the price a little bit. And the next thing you know, it's taken off like crazy. Maybe it's not 35 maybe you lower it and say, hey, this, this shirt's $10 off for the next 24 hours, and you sell 300 of them. So yeah. if you take that information in real time, you can then change it on the fly. And that was what makes it exciting. Um, it also makes it time consuming and it's a lot of work, which is why we exist as a company. Because <laughs> mm. a business owner, especially if they're small, they don't necessarily have the time to, uh, to do that relatively quickly. Yeah, yeah, it's a good example. Marty, when you get approached by potential clients, 
what do you find are the biggest challenges they're having they have with their social media marketing so one of them you mentioned already and that's most probably time they don't have the time to do it themselves and and interact they don't have the time maybe to have that two-way conversation is there any other challenges that they usually have no it's a great question as well the first one is time almost every company that we work with it's time is the number one i would have to say the second one is the creativity part and knowing how it works and being able to analyze the results. So the first one, we'll just cover real quick time. It's pretty simple. It's time consuming to do this right. If you're putting a strategy, you're creating a content calendar, you're tracking your results, you're then running ads or paid ads across you know different platforms, you're tracking it, you're responding, you're doing that. Most business owners, it's just overwhelming for them to manage one channel Uh, on social media, let alone three or four. So that's the first one. The second one with the creativity and the content and an actual strategy is really what they're coming for. They come to us and they say, look, I don't have time for this, but I also have no clue how to even start, how to track it, where am I spending money, how am I spending money, what am I doing? And there's just mass confusion. The third one I'll say is that they know they want to do it, but they don't want to make themselves look bad by doing it poorly. So they have great marketing, they have great (laughs) branding, they have a great website, they have a Twitter account, but they don't tweet, they have a Facebook account, but they don't really post. And they're just like, we have it, but we don't want to do it because we don't want to screw anything up. So those would be the three things that we get are the top three. Mm, yeah. So those that businesses that do try it or that want to do it themselves, what warnings do you usually give people when they say, look, I'm just going to do it myself or they've tried it <laughs> and you looked at it and you said, hey, this is what you're doing wrong. What, what do you find the biggest mistakes they're making? Yep. So the biggest mistake that most small business owners, even mid-sized companies do is they're not consistent. They're not consistent with their social media. So they'll start and they're going like crazy. They're posting regularly, maybe once a day for like a month. And then it just falls off the map. And then it becomes ah, twice a week, then once a week, then once every other week. And their audience might have engaged during that first month because there was a lot of activity. But then it just dies off. And the consistency part, I can't stress that enough. If you're going to do it, just be consistent. I don't care whether it's once a day once a week even, but stay at once a week if that's what you're going to do. Don't go and post six things in one day and then let it go for a week because <laughs> it looks silly. It does. It looks like you're doing it half-assed and you're doing it you know, with no thought. Yeah. So at least keep it consistent is the number one. The other side of it is they're doing paid ads and they're trying them, but they're not really doing them. They're just trying. They're like, oh, well, we'll test this for hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or whatever and they're just doing it and they don't know how to and then they waste a thousand dollars and then they go yeah well we tried that but that didn't really work very well and it's like well what did you do well we did this and obviously no one on Facebook wants our service and it's like no like did you target the ad did you put the right images in there are they sized the right way or how did you target what did you use for target then what did you split test with how did you test it? Where's all the data? Oh, we don't have any of the data. So don't just go into it blindly. There's plenty of courses out there. There's a lot of good people out there as well, like our company that will help you you know, get set up. 
and do it for you can save you a heck of a lot of heartache and save you some money too. But at the same time, the mistakes that they, everybody makes is just thinking it's a very simple, very easy, we just have to do something and things will happen. And that's mm-hmm. not the case. Back in 09, 08, before it really started to the early stages of maturing a little bit, you could do that. You could do that six, seven, eight years ago. You can't do that now. And if you do do it, you're just spinning your wheels and then you're going to get frustrated. Yeah. And what I found too, just myself, like I'm, I'm in, by no means, I'm not a social media expert, I, but I do uh, look at, try to use Facebook as much as I can. And it's just always evolving. There's always changing. They're always bringing out new features about how you can reach your audience and target them and, and ways to advertise whether you want to get them to like your page or to get them to like a particular post or conversions on your website, clicks to your website, they've got these new lead ads. But there's just so many ways to use social, just just talking about Facebook. I'm not, I'm not even talking yeah. about Twitter or LinkedIn <laughs> or, or Pinterest and so forth. So it can be really overwhelming, um, especially if you really don't is. know what you're doing. And But there's so much potential. And what I, one thing I love about Facebook is, is that you can take your existing client database upload your email address and find out the demographic of your clients and that way you and use that audience to retarget to them or create lookalike audiences or and, and it's just amazing it's mind-boggling what you can do and how you can micro target and, and really, really is. Get, get the most out of um, what, you know what social media has to offer for your business now look Marty if if someone wants to start using social media and they haven't yet for their business and let's say they, they want to get their feet wet and try one particular, if you had to recommend one particular network, whether it's Facebook or LinkedIn or something else, which one would you recommend or is it different? Does it depend on the type of business? Sure. <clears throat> so you took my opening sentence there. It does depend a little bit on the business. The funniest thing is for businesses of all shapes and sizes, they try to do Many of them try to do all the channels, right? They're like, oh, we're going to set up Twitter and then we're going to set up Facebook and then we're going to do Instagram and then we're going to do this and this and this and this. I do think you should claim your real estate. So go set up a Facebook account, go set up a Twitter account, go set up an Instagram account, go set up a Pinterest, etc. But don't, please don't try and do them all at once. You're going to get tired. You're going to get confused. Each one of them has a little bit of a nuance and they should be used for certain things. So that's first. Second thing is it does depend on the type of business. I'll just give you a quick, a couple quick examples. If you're in a restaurant and you're a restaurant owner or a bar owner, Facebook and, and Instagram are 100% where you want to be. If you are looking for a younger demographic to come into your establishment or you have a um, you know, product or service to sell to, say, you know, 18 to 25-year-olds, you know, you want to be on Snapchat for sure. But it really depends on your business and where your current audience is. And once you figure that out, then pick the channel that's best for you. And then you can, you know, absolutely go and do amazing things with that. But it does depend on the business for sure. Yeah. Tell us, Marty, what's some of the major social media marketing channels out there? So we've got Facebook, we have LinkedIn, you mentioned Snapchat, Pinterest, Twitter. What else am I missing? Well, those are the main ones. Uh, Instagram, for sure. Instagram, yep. yeah. Now, Snapchat, 
is a fairly new one. I haven't even used it yet. Guilty, like mm-hmm. I'm telling you. To, but that's that's not a bad thing because I, I really need to, like you've been saying, get right what I'm currently doing. It just, just because a new one's opened up, I just shouldn't rush over there and start using it. And most probably for my business, it's most probably wouldn't, wouldn't fit my demographic. But then again, I know people like uh, Gary Vanderchuk, mm-hmm. who's in the teaches people about business and online businesses and he definitely uses it i know since that's one of the newer ones that's come out can you tell us a bit about snapchat and how sure. it works and why you might want to use it in your business absolutely so it depends what we just talked about on the other side of choosing it make sure it's right for your business so the names that you mentioned you know just being we'll use gary as the example there he has a huge audience. So if he says to anybody on Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, hey, join me over here, he's going to have an automatic audience. So for him, leveraging a Snapchat in its early stages is super important. It's also smart. For your average person that maybe doesn't have millions or even thousands or even hundreds of followers, going to another channel like that is going to dilute what they're doing on other ones. Mm-hmm. So that's first and foremost. You have to make sure that you understand those things that you just shouldn't run just because somebody who has a giant audience is leveraging it. They're going to use it different. So with that, you know, Snapchat is interesting. It's fun. It's behind the scenes is the best way I can describe it for a business. And there's a lot of content going out there and it's really picking up, especially in the last three, four months as they start to make changes that you can start to advertise on there. And it's just like every other social channel where they give bigger breaks to larger companies that are willing to spend, you know, a couple million dollars to advertise, you know, the the giant magazines, some of the um, like the ESPNs, the CNN, the news networks that are willing to spend a lot of money to get the word out. And they have great content already. A lot of people like to look at it and compare themselves to bigger brands and they're nowhere near those bigger brands and having the market spend to create some great content that works well on a Snapchat. So you have to be cautious, but it is an up and coming player and it's moving fast. And once you can advertise on it and you can advertise on it from a standpoint that any business can, that's the time you want to pull the trigger. You want to make sure it's profitable and it works for your business, but also want to be cautious. Um, If your demographic is not under 25, Snapchat may not be the place for you because not many people that are under the age of 30 even are on there regularly. It's starting to change. Things will probably change as it grows. But right now, that's where it is. And um, it's going to be a big one, though. I think that one, along with Instagram, is are the two biggest ones that are great for content and easy content. Mm, yeah. And a couple of things that we, I guess we should mention about social media marketing and uh, you could, I'd love for you to comment on this, Marty, because you know you've you've got a lot more ex- experience, exposure with this. But when you're using social media marketing for your business, it's not about promoting your business and your products in the traditional sense, like you like the two examples that you mentioned, like you would in a in a magazine or in a direct right. mail out. You've you've got to mix it up a bit. Yes, you you definitely want to promote your products and services, but it's also about understanding who your, your audience is and educating them on your particular industry, what your company vision may be as well, what other main issues, the hot topics related mm-hmm. 
to your market because again it's a social place you know people don't get there to do business <laughs> we don't get to facebook right. to do business so business is something very important for them to remember and and the other thing i want to mention too about what social media has done it's making businesses more transparent and what i mean by that is if you're going to be using it on a social network and using Snapchat or if you're going to be using Pinterest and Facebook Live video and so forth, people want and expect to see behind the scenes, what is your company culture like? How do you do business? Again, not, it's not just about the products and services, but how you operate and your, you know, what is it that you're all about? Would you say that's right, Marty? 100% correct and couldn't say it much better. If you're going directly there just for sales, you're going to be sorely disappointed. There's a time and a place for it and you can make it work just for sales if you just run ads and just work it that way, kind of like a Google AdWords on certain channels. Mm -hmm. But you're going to have a tough time building a, a larger following. You're going to have a tough time engaging that community. And you can think of it as educating them on your products and services without just saying, hey, just just buy this, just buy this, just buy this all the time. You need to do exactly what you said. Show them behind the scenes. Show them what you're all about. Show them a little bit of why you're different, who you are, who the people are that work with you, who your clients are, who your employees are if you have any, and really show them a full picture. And that's what people like and enjoy. And they want to get it in um, – they like to get it socially. Uh, it's no different than – Years ago, if somebody asked you and said, hey, John, I'm looking for somebody to paint my house. And you just turn to them and say, oh, my brother, you know, paints houses and he's been doing it for years and he has a great team of people. They come in, they kind of take care of you and you're explaining it. And your buddy goes, that's great, John. I trust you. What's your brother's phone number? Mm -hmm. It's the same kind of concept, but you're just doing it on a Facebook page, on a Twitter channel, whatever it might be. Yeah. Excellent. Look, again, really appreciate, Marty, you being on and sharing this valuable information with us. Is there any final thoughts that you had that you wanted to share with us? You know, I think um, I like the format of your show and just having a, a general conversation. I think the one thing I tell everybody, don't dabble in social media. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. You can learn it that way, but if for your business you need to take it seriously, you need to look at it or you wind up wasting a lot of time and money and not getting any results. So make sure you put a system in place. Make sure you work with a consultant or at, at a minimum buy a book, take a course if you're going to do it on your own because a lot of things have changed and it's constantly changing. It feels like almost by the minute it changes and those are the big things to really consider when you're running it. But you said a lot of the good things in this, just the last segment that normally I close with is keeping it social first, not just trying to sell all the time. And I think that's a big point that everyone should take away from this. Thank you. Uh, re again, really appreciate Marty sharing this, this stuff with us and being on the podcast. So for anyone that wants to, to work with Marty or uh, learn more about social media and how can use their in their business, you can head on over to his website. There's a lot of great information there and obviously his contact details. So that's badrhinoinc.com. That's B-A-D-R-H-I-N-O-I-N-C.com. And also, Marty, you mentioned to me earlier off air about they can contact you via email as well. Sure. Yeah, I just mentioned this show, but it's Marty, M-A-R-T-Y, at badrhinoinc.com. Okay, great. All right. Thank you, everyone, for being on the podcast listening. I hope you got a lot out of it. I certainly did. And thanks again, Marty, for being on with us today. No problem, John. I appreciate it. 
Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you got a lot out of it. As a way of saying thank you for being a loyal listener, I've got a very special gift for you, an exclusive report where I reveal all the tools and services I use every day in my online businesses, including the sites I use to get targeted traffic at literally pennies per click. It's ready for you to download right now. To get free immediate access to my online business resource report, head on over to johnslikes.com forward slash podcast. This is John Lagadaka signing off. I'll see you all next time.